Okay. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, Adam, thank you for coming to Chattanooga to talk a little bit about what you're seeing in the owner-operator and the small fleet uh, section of our industry. Thank you for having me. So my first question, just to start off, you know, obviously, we've been seeing a lot of small carriers and even some medium and large carriers enter or exit the industry uh, in recent months. I guess if, if you're talking to a small carrier, they're saying, you know, I'm kind of thinking of getting out. What do you tell them? I guess at what point should an owner operator exit the, the current industry? And I guess, how do they prevent that kind of situation? I mean, that's a two part question. You know, honestly, that from the very beginning, you have to obviously know your operational costs more important than anything else. You know, and understanding your operational costs at the very, very common denominator is the most important factor. It almost takes you back to high school or elementary school when you learn fractions. You know, you always want to drill down to the lowest common denominator. And sometimes those are decisions, you know, from a standpoint of just being prideful. You know, you're, you're an owner, you started something, you don't want to let it go. But at some point, you got to sit back and you got to evaluate the risk. You got to evaluate the risk associated with. And I've seen way too many people lose everything, lose families, lose homes, lose everything um, by not just making that decision and pivoting out. And I'm never the type of person that want to see people go out of business. You know, it's one of those things where you started a business for a reason. You wanted to pursue the American dream. You wanted the ability to have the independency. But when those things are starting to point against you and you don't have any long-term circumstances that's going to allow you to help sustain yourself, it's very, very difficult. And when I saw carriers that came into the marketplace, you know, 2020, 2021, when their operational costs, their operational, their fixed costs were extremely high, and then they were living off of this wave, when we start things tailing off, that was a poor sign. That was a sign telling us that, you know, if that NTI is higher then, you know, your break-even point is higher than that NTI, then that's, that's trouble. That's, that's trouble. Do you feel like some of those carriers that entered the industry in 2021, should they have just maybe stuck to being a company driver? Or like what, what could have, you know, kind of prevented the situation we're seeing I, I'm right never now? Gonna, I'm never going to say that, that, you know, yeah. one of the things I, I will say that, you know, when you get into business, it's just like this, you know, business is hard, right? Business has cycles. Trucking is no different. Trucking is a business. And when you insert yourself into a business, you got to make sure that you've got you, you got to have capital. Right. The thing about the trucking industry, especially for a small guy, it is capital heavy. It is capital heavy. And if you're not prepared for that and you don't have the resources available, you don't understand the business, then maybe you need to just fall back for a little bit. Give yourself the opportunity to learn the industry, get connected, understand how things work and then insert yourself into it at the point where it's comfortable for you. But I think what happened is, is that. We had social media with social media put out the opportunity to make millions and millions of dollars a, yeah. a month as a truck driver. And, and, and I think that, unfortunately, you saw a lot of folks getting into the wave and thinking that this wave was going to last forever. And we all know that those folks that's been in this industry, myself, I've been in it going on 24 years. They come and they go. The cycle goes up and it comes down. It always does that. And you just have to be prepared on both sides. Should carriers, you know, owner operators, obviously a lot of what you have to do as a small carrier is be more dependent on that spot market. Is there like a balance that you recommend striking or do you think that carriers should be a little more hesitant about working with the spot market or just purely being a broker load board type of type of carrier? Understanding the spot market is important and understanding as a carrier, the, the, the dynamics and the levels of spot market activity. When I looked at the spot market myself, the spot market was really more of a backhaul marketplace, right? You know, you, you focus on getting your directs out and then your spot market brings you back into your headhaul market. 
a lot of carriers don't understand the importance of balance of that. They'll get into the industry and they'll rely solely on the spot market. And there's different levels of the spot market, right? So you got the spot market load board and you got spot the broker and then you got carrier direct. And a lot of carriers focus so much on just spot market, spot market, spot market. God forbid DAT or truck stop goes down and all of a sudden everybody's in a panic. You got to build relationships and building those relationships with, with, with brokers and building those relationships with small town shippers and things like that are the ones that can get you in the dynamic that you need to be. But if you rely heavily on the spot market low board and that's the only thing that you rely on, you're going to ride the curve. You're going to ride the wave. And then what we've seen in the last couple of years, we've seen that wave come crashing down. And unfortunately, when you have that reliance upon that spot market, uh, especially on that load board side, and it's nothing wrong with that, right? Load boards are easy. You know, load boards, I just pull my phone out, I book a load, and it makes it easy. But with easy, sometimes you got to deal with the, the, you know, the pros and cons of easy. And, yeah. and you know, building relationships with, with brokers sometimes for some folks is hard. You know, building relationships with small shippers are hard. But if you want to be successful in this business, it's just like entrepreneurship. You got to be comfortable with doing hard things. It's just, any success comes with hard things. And a lot of people, and I'm not going to say that, you know, just from a general stance. But if you want to be successful in life, you got to be comfortable with just doing the hard things. And it it, it, it goes with everything. Is when we talked uh, maybe a month or so ago about about this conversation we're yeah. having now, yeah. you talked a little bit about why it's important to actually just like go to coffee with you know small businesses in your area. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about how that process yeah. works? Or yeah. yeah, I call it the Green Mile. Right? You look at if your company is based in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and you're a small town carrier. You know the thing that 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 would strike you is if you go on Google and you and you type in in Google distributor or manufacturer. You'll be surprised to see the amount of shippers and manufacturers in that particular area. And you've got large carriers that deal with large enterprise shippers. You're not going to get the Kimberly Clarks. You're not going to get the Procter & Gamble's. But I might get Rachel's T-shirt company that's, you know, that's shipping out two loads a week. Mm-hmm. I might be able to connect directly with her. And you've got to remember, you don't want to be most people because if you think in the mentality of most people, then you're going to have the results of most people. But if you be very, very intentional about building relationships and going to networking and events and, and really, really understanding uh, the needs of the, the, the folks that are in your area, I might connect with a small town shipper just out and, up and, 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 out and about in my, in, my, in my networking. And then being able to think about the standpoint of that some small carriers and so-so shippers want to do business with small business, right? You might ship T-shirts and you might say, hey, you know what? I want to be in an area where if there's an issue with one of my shipments, I can pick the phone up and I can call Adam or maybe I can meet him at Starbucks and let's tell him about my future plans. Because me as a carrier and you as a shipper, I can help you grow just as much as you can help me grow. And I think that the most important about that is, is that people have to understand that this industry has always been based on relationships. It's always been a relationships based business. And now because social media is so heavy. And folks in this room that we've connected with so much, just from a standpoint of being connected on social media, you got to take that as an advantage and you got to lean on that and build your business off the fact that you're able to connect with anybody at the touch of a finger. And like we talked about, you know, when we were on, on the phone a couple, of, you know, a couple of weeks ago, as small carriers, you have to get creative and you have to get creative in doing the hard stuff. And, and the, the, the easy stuff is to say, hey, you know what, is this person's fault or... 
you know, the trucking market is all, it's trucking yeah. is trucking, man. I, I, you, know, you get on the highway right now, trucks are going to always run. You know, I remember during the pandemic, everybody was stuck at home, cars were shut down, but you get on 85, you get on 24, you get 75, all you saw is trucks moving down the highway. They're going to be there, you know, but as a small, as a small carrier, if you want to really be successful, you got to do the hard things and you got to get out and network. And it's, it's crazy that the people that you'll run into, you know, you go to the Chamber of Commerce, make yourself known there. You go to the SBA, you know, you make yourself known there. You go around town and, and join these small business mixers. It's amazing the connections that you can absolutely make that can change your business. And the under, to be honest with you, all it takes is one relationship. Mm-hmm. All it takes is one conversation. All it takes is one connection. And that one connection can set you and your business on a different plateau. I mean, it makes sense because it's funny you mentioned t-shirts because I actually worked at a t-shirt <laughs> warehouse in college <laughs> randomly enough. And I, I do feel like, you know, that was a small business. It was just a small printing place really in in, um, in Michigan. And, you know, if you're a small business, maybe you don't want to deal with, you know, apps and like, oh, a new person coming in every day. You want to just ha- like, you know, that's the guy, that's the gal who comes in every day. That's our truck driver. Like, we don't employ them, but we, you know, we see them every day. We know them. We know their families, you know, things like this. And it's just, it's, it seems like you're kind of suggesting that we move away from, you know, apps and like, you know, checking the phone and checking the laptop. And it's kind of more like connecting with people and kind of using the apps as well as maybe a, a stopgap or something. Yeah, yeah. And so here's, I'm not, yeah. At the end of the day, over time, we forgot to, we, we forgot about people. Yeah. You know, when I think about the the word and the the statement social distance, we really become socially distant. We forgot about the fact of connecting and, and, and establishing connections and building relationships with people because it's so easy to open up my phone and just do everything on my phone. I don't yeah. need to talk to Rachel. I can just send her a text. <laughs> yeah. I, but again, I'm going to go back, do the hard stuff, you know, because realistically, when you when you build a business and, and this is entrepreneurship one on one. Can't build a business app only. Mm-hmm. At some point, you got to sit down, you got to roll your sleeves up, and you got to shake your hands at somebody and tell them exactly what you do. If I come into Chattanooga, Tennessee, and you 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 operate a small trucking company in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and you don't know the shippers and manufacturers in your area, you have no idea who they were. If I say, "Hey, who's ABC?" With I don't know, that's a problem mm-hmm. because they need to know you. And regardless of whether or not they they can do business with you or whatever, they need to know Rachel's trucking. They need to know what you stand for. They need to know you. They need to know that you have a footprint in the in a business. And then I see a lot of owner operators and and small carriers just take shortcuts. No website, abctrucking at gmail dot com. No social media. Just kind of flying by the night. Mm-hmm. Don't work. That don't work anymore. You got to get intentional with your business, and you got to remember business is first, mm-hmm. right? Trucking is just a component of it. Mm-hmm. But you're CEO of your company. And the CEO of your company, you can't run your business off your apps and your phones all the time. And maybe I'm an old school guy, but maybe not. But at the end of the day, the importance of business one-on-one is understanding the dynamic of building that business, building those relationships. And then, you know, coming to things like this, you know, just being in a room here, you know, as a small carrier and being in the, the, the presence of the most brilliant people in freight to where you can actually learn and you can take one or two things away that can take your business to the next level. It's an investment into your business that there's no there, there, there's nothing like it. 
Switching gears a little bit, we were talking a little bit about broker transparency while we were we were waiting to come on stage. <laughs> oh man! I guess uh, yeah, not the not the oh god <laughs> the deep end, but what's yeah? What are kind of your thoughts around oh, that? Man, obviously, that. a controversial topic or topic that people love to talk about for sure. So I'll say this, and I just I'll, I'll be careful how I say it. Mind your business, mm-hmm. and what I mean by mind your business, if you know your numbers, you know what you need, you know what your operational run rate is. You know, if I want to make 20% at the year, end of year 2024 as a business owner, I need to know exactly, I know exactly how much I need to operate my business for. And I book a load with you and that load's paying me $3 a mile. If that was what I wanted and I got what I want, does it really make a difference of how much you made on it? Mm. So when I think about transparency, I think that there are bigger issues in the industry right now. Mm-hmm. There's conditions. You know, my brothers and sisters in, in, in the industry can't go to a, a ship or a receiver and use the bathroom. There's parking issues. There's so many other issues that, that affects the well-being. And you think about, um, you know, Kevin, he, he talks about wellness. You think about obesity and things like that. They're impacting our drivers out there. There's so many bigger fish to fry than knowing how much and this is my opinion because that's not going to impact my business right i'm going to do what i need to do to run my business i'm going to make what i need to make and if i don't then i move on i'm not i'm at the end of the day if you choose to use brokers it's like if you choose to use any third party at the end of the day there's a cost associated with using a third party the reason i'm sure listen I'm an old guy from South Carolina. I can change oil on my car. I don't want to. And I'm not going to worry about whether or not how much it costs you in order to do that. I just don't want to change the oil in my car. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I guess, and everybody has their own opinion, and that's fine. And, and, and I love the fact that, that, that we have the ability to have our own opinions, but it's just not one of the things at the top of the, the, the food chart for me. Education needs to be, be pushed more. We got too many people that's in this business that are owner operators that don't understand the dynamics of running a business. Compliance. We got so many people that are going out of service. There was 130,000 some drivers that are in the SAP program that are prohibited. And you think about resources. You got owner operators and small fleet owners right now that have no idea where to go. You know, they don't have nowhere to turn. They don't have the resources they need to be successful. Those are the things that are more important to me. Those are the things that are going to change the industry for folks. Transparency is something that'll come down the line, but it's not at the top of the food chart for me. Adam, I feel like we could be keep talking for uh, several more hours, <laughs> but the red light is flashing, so we've oh, got to yeah. get out of here. Yeah, but yeah. thank you so much for your time and thank, thank you. you for for sharing your wisdom with us. I appreciate it. Big round of applause for those folks right there. Moving on to our next roundtable discussion for today. And all we all know that FreightWaves at its core business is data. And Sonar changed the game with real-time updates that show you exactly what's going on in the market. But at the same time, 